0: Welcome to Second Cherry, almost a Eurovision podcast. This week, we travel to Italy. Hello and welcome
1: to Second Cherry. I'm Monty. And I'm Matt. And this is the podcast that revives the songs that didn't make it to the Eurovision Song Contest. Each week, we take you through a different country's national final And pick the cherry that we think deserves a second chance, a second bite of the cherry.
0: At the end of the series, you, the listeners, vote for your favourites. And at our live event, we crown the winner of
1: the second cherry
0: song contest.
1: Woo! I don't know why I did a whoop then. I felt like... We always whoop. We always whoop, Whoop. don't we? It's become our whoop. (laughs) (laughs) our point to whoop at. (laughs) How are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I'm doing really good. I think we're allowed to uh, reveal that we have been recording before this. Um, we've, we're guesting on somebody else's podcast. So we've we'll, been moonlighting. Yeah, yeah. It feels really good to have a podcast that we have to record, but I don't have to edit. <laughs> 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 so, uh, but more about that later. We will um, obviously shout about it on our social media when um, when that episode on that podcast comes out.
0: Yes, indeed, we will. Um, so we are traveling to Italy. This time, we're going to look at the San Ramo Festival. Before we do, I just want to mention that last week we had Croatia. And in a strange act of synchronicity, the song that we chose, Nina Kralic with Rijeka, she's just released her video for it
1: mm-hmm. a couple of
0: days ago. So we will pop that up on the website on where we have the list of all the 2021 entries. We will update the video from the lyric video that's there at the moment to the video that she's released.
1: Yeah. Six months after she needed to. I kind of I, I kind of feel like it's the power of Second Cherry Podcast. Absolutely.
0: That's exactly there's, what it is. There's
1: absolutely no other explanation. Yeah.
0: There we go. There we go. <laughs> so before we head off into Italy, we do also have some correspondence yep. to enter into. Um, you've been tweeting us, so you've been emailing us, you've been Instagramming us. We love it. So Bob has said that um, me and James, his partner, always make room in our relationship for a second cherry. They hit our sweet spot week after week. <laughs> Saucy Bob. Can't wait for the live show. But gulp, only two more episodes. What will we do with ourselves when this series is over? That's right, Bob. There are only two more episodes, of which this is one, before the live final. And, well, let's just say the devil makes work for idle hands. (laughs) So you'd better find something to do pretty quick sticks. (laughs) (laughs) We've also heard a tweet from Mo. The anti penultimate episode, that was the Croatian one, that's the episode before the penultimate. Oh, yes, the one before the one before the last one. <laughs> Don't confuse us, Mo. We're simple. We're simple, boys. Where have all the national finals gone? But a good choice once again, chaps. Can't wait to hear the full lineup. And what a joy Lisa Jane Lewis was. More guests to join in the niche setting us. Absolutely right. It was a joy to have Lisa Jane with us last week. And we're glad that you enjoyed that, Mo.
1: We also had a message from Cesar... On Insta, and he says, Hi, Matt and Monty, Cesar here. Just wanted to say a big thank you for the podcast and providing content during the low season. Always looking forward to listen on Monday morning, your new episodes. Love your Croatian second cherry. Nina and her attitude during the voting was something we can all relate to during the national final season. Looking forward to the live event in a few weeks. And he did those little hand emojis, like, woo woo. Yay
0: <laughs> Indeed <laughs> Thank
1: you That's a lovely message I love hearing new people messaging as well It's great
0: This has been a long time Listener though
1: Yes Yes Okay Yeah
0: We've also had an email From um, Zach um, Oh no that's the wrong one That's the That's our podcast That's our web hosting bill <laughs> <laughs> This is the email You can read out our bills If you want <laughs> no, It's not quite as interesting As what <laughs> Zach's wrote. Zach has written um, Hey guys Long time listener Second time correspondent Absolutely love that we're still able to have a secondary season this year, despite having fewer national selections in 2021. I'd like to praise you on your correct use of fewer rather than less. Zach, very impressed. Just wrapped the Croatia episode, enjoyable as always, and was surprised to hear that Bernada's Colours was not included. I know there are only so many songs that can make it through for consideration, so I suppose it shouldn't be a massive surprise, particularly since the live version during Dora fell a bit flat. I'm going to come back to that in a moment, Zach. However, I think there re- I recall there being quite a buzz around this entry prior to the contest as it was a symphonic song that had been floating around various national selections for the past few years. Regardless of the live performance, I think the studio version is really good and I'm excited to see Eurovision and national selections become more inclusive of artists with disabilities. Perhaps it's just on my mind at the moment as we're in the midst of the Paralympics but Eurovision deserves to be a showcase for all. I hope these artists that may be turned away by larger music labels for not fitting the mould of how a modern pop star should look are able to find a fan base and celebrity through their Eurofans. Keep up the great work guys. Looking forward to discovering this year's winner in the coming weeks though I'm gutted I won't be able to join the crew for the live show at the RVT. Sending lots of love from Chicago Zac, oh, oh, that's very sweet. We're, we're gutted that you can't be there as well, Zach. It's um, it's a shame. I know we have listeners from all over the world, and it's obviously not possible for people to travel to London, even at the best of times. It's doubly impossible at the moment. Um, but thank you for your support from afar. Colors, yes, actually, a few people have mentioned this to us as to whether we should have um included colors and. The simple reason, which I think you've got, is that the live version was a bit flat. Um, It was a decent song, but we have to go on the version as performed in the live final. And yes, that had been doing the rounds. um, One of the worst kept secrets (laughs) of national final selection songs. So that was Colours.
1: Yeah, and Adrian also commented about that, about not having colours, and... How it was rumored to be the song for Helena Paparazzo as well for Cyprus actually not mm. not Greece Cyprus, um, and yeah he said whenever she was going to enter but I think that's most years most years she might well, might enter
0: Cyprus is trying to attract her I think because I think she did do the demo of Fuego didn't she
1: Oh did she I think
0: she did Yeah, yeah. but she obviously didn't end up um, performing it. Well thank you all for your correspondence. It's really lovely to hear from you all and we will tell you at the end of the show how you can get in touch but if you want to get in touch this season you must do it quickly because next week we'll just a couple of days after this comes out we'll be recording the final episode of this year's season. So get in touch pretty quick if you want to be read out.
1: So before we get into the songs and the national final San Remo, let me tell you a little bit about Italy's history at Eurovision. They debuted in 1956 with two songs, the cheeky little buggers, um, with <laughs> uh, Aprite la finestra" Open the Windows, by Franca Raimondi, and "Amami se voi, Love me if you want to, by Tonina Torrielli. Both were classed as second place because obviously back in the day there was no full scoreboard. Now they've participated 46 times at Eurovision. They've withdrawn, however, quite a few times. Um, Their first withdrawal was in 1981 when the broadcaster Rai stated that interest had diminished in the country. I've heard that before and this absence then continued through 82 and they returned in 1983 but then again in 1986 they withdrew <laughs> again and also from 94 to 96 there's a gap there where they withdrew as well and again lack of interest was the reason cited they did return in 1997 before withdrawing again without explanation and the country did didn't participate again till 2011. Now, we know this from Italy. That's the most Italian behaviour I've ever seen in my life. They love drama. (laughs) They love scandal. (laughs) We love sweeping stereotypes. Sweeping stereotypes. Sweeping nationalist stereotypes. No, but they have had so much scandal. Um, I think I might have mentioned this on the previous years, but the Euphoria podcast by Isabel and Roland, they did an episode on Italian scandals at Eurovision and it was it's a brilliant episode place to take it hours <laughs> they, well, yeah, literally I think yeah I think even they've done multiple episodes um, but yeah look that up because it's it's actually one of the best episodes they've ever done. The broadcaster Rai also refused to broadcast in 1974 because the song sung by Gigliola Cinquetti which coincided with the intense political campaigning of the 1974 Italian divorce referendum. Um, It was going to be held a month later in May, and despite Eurovision taking place more than a month before that, Italian censors refused to allow the contest and song to be shown or heard. The reason for this was because the song was titled Si, which is yes in Italian, and contained lyrics which kind of repeated that word, and so they kind of thought it was a kind of a subliminal message of people to vote yes in that referendum so they couldn't show Eurovision for that that was their reason I
0: love all the nonsense political bump in Eurovision
1: I wish BBC did that just and cited the reason because the song is crap <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, because we were about to get to see you. Originally. No, no, don't do that. No, no. <laughs> so Italy, they've won three times in 1964 with Nonho Letta, Gigioli Cinquetti. In 1990, in Seme, 1992, which always confused me. They won in 90, but it's 1992. Anyway, Toto Cattugno. And in 2021, which was this year. Ziti uh, Ibuoni by Monskin. So they've hosted two times, plus obviously next year, 65 was in Naples, 1991 was that chaotic final in Rome, the most beautiful Italian (laughs) chaos. Just glorious.
0: Hosted, of course, by their two previous winners, Toto and uh, Gigliola, who were not TV presenters um, and were not really up to the task, to be perfectly honest.
1: No, no. So um, God knows what next year will bring. Allora. (laughs) But uh, so we don't know at this point of recording. I don't think you'll know when this comes out either where the 2022 final is going to be. But um...
0: we might by next week. um, We're recording this on Wednesday. You'll hear it on Monday. We might know by then. We might know where we're going. Torino, Bologna or Milan are the three top choices. So we'll see. We might know when and where.
1: So that's Italy at Eurovision. But Monty, tell us about the national final this year.
0: So this year's Italian national final, as it is, was held between the 2nd and the 6th of March. It was a month later than Sanremo is normally held. Um, and that was because of COVID restrictions. I think they were feeling that, you know, a little bit extra time would make things a little safer. Um, it was held as ever in the Teatro Ariston in Sanremo, And of course, the Sanremo Festival was the format. Um, been going since before Eurovision and part of Italian culture year after year. It was hosted by Amadeus and Fiorello, who were quite the double act. Uh, Amadeus will return next year as the artistic director and presenter. And I think Amadeus has got a bit of a cult following now
1: Yeah, Eurofan following as well yeah. Definitely Yeah he's Absol- um. I, I think he would make a really good host though Because I feel like he can deliver the English Eurovision sort of, you know But with that Italian flavour Yeah
0: 26 competing entries were in the big artists category and 8 people competed in the newcomers category. The winner of the big artist is given the opportunity to be the Italian entrant for Eurovision but they don't they're not obliged to go. Um so it's not strictly speaking a national final no. but it is generally the process by which they select their entry. The voting is via a complicated mix of four methods, variously combined, and heavily featuring the words "demoscopic." <laughs> and it would take us an entire new podcast to try and explain how it all works.
1: We did last year, though. We did get into it last year. It's very,
0: very complicated. Go online, kids. Go online and have a look. There are five nights of San Remo. It keeps us awake for hours and hours on end, Um, On the first night, half of the big artists and half of the newcomers performed. There was much prolonged chat and comedy sketches and then a demoscopic jury voted on the songs. The same happened the following night with the other half of the competing artists and the same amount of chat, if not more. (laughs) On the third night, all the 26 big artists each performed a song as part of the history of Italian music and they could choose whether or not to be accompanied by an Italian or foreign guest. On that night, the voting is by the musicians and singers of the San Remo Music Festival Orchestra. On the fourth night, all 26 are back again singing their competing song. And this time, the voting is from the jury of the press room, TV, radio and web. And the newcomers winner is announced. And finally, we get to the Saturday night. All 26 performed for a final time. The three top songs moved into a semi-final, which was based on televoting, and then those three was a combined vote of televote and the um, the jury, the press, etc., and the demoscopic jury back again, combining to give us a final mark. Have you kept up with that? <laughs> Just <laughs> there are guests aplenty in Sanremo. Um, there are guests doing talking and singing and. God knows what. Some notable people that we know from uh, Eurovision uh, Emma Maroni, Mahmood, Diodato, Dardust, Francesco Gabani, Giovanni Cinquetti, who we mentioned, Lara Pausini, Loredana Berte, Umberto Tozzi, and they even had some other people like sports stars. Alberto Tomba, the skier, was... An incongruous guest, I thought. But then they had Zlatan Ibrahimović, the footballer, who seemed to be there every night delivering a different monologue. And I kind of wish I did speak Italian, because I'd like to have known what was going on. But he was just there, all the time. All the time. (laughs) Several times a night. (laughs) We were treated to some fabulous musical performances, though. We had Mahmoud playing a medley of his hits, um, uh, wearing a, a lovely black shift dress. And uh, he was coaxed into some Tyranny and yodeling by the hosts after he performed. <laughs> um, we have to do a uh, mention for one of the fabulous guests that we love from Sanremo and Italian music, which is Loredana Berte. She sang a medley and she sang her new single, Figlia di, and Daughter of, in which she sings, I'm like a daughter of myself, of Loredana. <laughs> Brilliant. Resplendent in blue hair and butterfly clips. And just looking totally Loredana. We adore We love Loredana's podcast, yeah. We absolutely do. But, you know, of the musical guests, we really do have to highlight five performances, one every night, by Achille Lauro. Achille Lauro was um, in the San Remo Festival in 2019 with the song Rolls Royce, and was back last year with Menofrego, in which he performed a very different version of that song every night. And this year, although he wasn't competing, the stage was given over to him to just shine. He sang five different songs over five different nights, and every single one of them was a very unique performance. The first one was Solenoid, uh, glam rock performance, wearing huge feathers, uh, a blue wig. Um, there's a bit of children's backing, mm-hmm. children's choir on the backing mm-hmm. as well, just looking fantastic. Um, the second night, he sang a song called Bam Bam Twist, uh, just such a fashionista in this incredible blue suit with this long, ginger, plaited wig. I mean, like Rapunzel letting yeah. down her hair. It was so long, it was twice the length of him. Um, I mean, Slavka, eat your heart out, mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, dancers doing the twist on stage, dancing a little bit like they do in Pulp Fiction. Yes. It was a really interesting performance. On the third night, um, there was a performance with the actress, Monica Guerritone, who delivered a monologue at the start of a song, um, which was entitled Il Quadro Dedicato a Penelope. A, the square dedicated to Penelope. And Penelope is a character in Mythology and in Homer's The Odyssey. She's um, the woman who is the wife of Odysseus. She's known for her fidelity to him. Um, She spurns several suitors as she waits for her lost husband to return from battle. In this, Achille Lara was then joined by Emma Marone, who was the Italian entrant in 2014. But he was performing... Dressed as a gold statue, like almost like a carotid, uh with the Roman columns um, around him, all painted gold and just looking incredible. It was quite the performance. On the fourth night, he reprised his song from last year with a little bit of Rolls Royce um, chucked in, with um, Fiorella, one of the um, one of the presenters, and they did it in a punk style. And he entered the stage wearing this incredible sort of white dress, which then turned into a, the, the, the wedding march. So he marched downstairs and kissed his male bride and just brought fabulous queer visibility to the stage. <laughs> just absolutely brilliant. But it was the final performance on The Last Night that was absolutely astonishing. It starts with a male backing dancer. Achille Laro is on the stairs in pink, in this fabulous pink suit with like a demi-wave going on in his hair. And he has, there's a rose emblem on the backing and he has a rose tucked in to where the lapels of his jacket meet. He walks to the front of the stage, he delivers this song and then in the middle of it, he undoes the jacket and you realise that the shirt is just this kind of like shoulder it's like a trompe l'oeil effect of a full shirt. He's naked on the torso underneath. And he has roses that are appearing to pierce his flesh. It, it is staggering. And then blood starts to come from the roses. And then the blood is smeared all over him and all over his clothes. And he he sinks to his knees and almost appears to be dying at the end of the performance. It is absolutely st- stunning. Mm. I don't know how they've done that effect with the the rose. It's a little bit like a portrait of Sebastian, the saint, but the roses are replacing the arrows that would be piercing Sebastian's flesh. It, it's almost quasi-religious. It's quite the performance. There's something about Achille Lauro I would love to see him take to the Eurovision stage.
1: I feel like if he comes with the right song you're going to get the stage in that you want. So... Just somebody somewhere, or even he, write a song, and you're you're there, mate.
0: But you know what would be a dream performance for the host nation next year? A duet, Achille Laro and
1: Laura Berté Oh my god! I would
0: <laughs> make <scream>. it happen, <laughs> Sanremo, make it happen, please. <laughs> so, as we know, the winner of Sanremo was Moniskin with Ziti Iboni. Let's have a quick blast
1: of it. I'm Testa,
0: not only did Moniskin win Sanremo they also as we know went on to win Eurovision with a stunning um, score 524 points and wow look at what's happened to them afterwards Matt did the right song win
1: yeah I mean you can't you can't say they didn't it was by far you know the best song to win because look at the success they've had since Eurovision. It is astonishing. And we said, you know, we said in this podcast before that we we were surprised. Well, I was surprised you wasn't so much, but I was surprised that it won a song like that could win. I didn't think you would vote for it, but I'm so glad they have because what this means for the contest now, what types of music could come in and win. 100% 100% the best song to win
0: I think it's going to be really interesting not just who enters Sanremo and sees it as the platform next year but who enters at the national finals and you know fancies a little bit of what gonna have achieved absolutely brilliant I think it was the right song but that said my gosh have we got a cracking selection to talk about this week let's get on with it
1: Song number one, then, is by Irama and La Genesi de tuo colore. Monty, thoughts on Irama? Well, we
0: were talking about Irama two years ago when we considered him for the 2019 Second Cherry. Um, he was in San Remo with the, the fantastic song La Regatta con Coro di Lata. And I just really think he's an amazing artist. The unfortunate thing about this is that Irama was a COVID contact. So had to quarantine and wasn't able to perform live. However, Amadeus, the musical director, made the case for his uh, rehearsal video to be used. So we did get a live performance of him on stage. But obviously it was the same one every night. I think this is a fantastic pop song. I mean, it's one of my two songs of the year, if I'm honest. It's just... This it's it, it's wonderful in the way it builds, it's got such power, um and a really nice sentiment to it. There's some lovely lines. Like, uh, Colour l'anima con una lacrima. Colour your soul with a tear. And it's just, there's some beautiful lyrics in it. There's a lovely crescendo in the middle as well that seems to go on forever. And then just, you know, the the song just bursts forth. Absolutely, absolutely stunning.
1: Yeah, I think it was hurt a little bit by the fact that it, we only ever had the rehearsal footage, but very different from that 2019 entry, which I love. Good use of vocoder, because, you know, that can really cheapen a song, I find, that having that, you know, that affected voice, that vocoder voice, it can be very, very overpowering and completely ruin the song, but it's used just perfectly in that core, even it's like the pre-chorus actually, rather than the chorus. But yeah, this is this is just, brilliant. This is just Italian pop that I adore. And he came fifth. So it was, you know, well liked, even with that rehearsal footage. I would like to see him come back.
0: Irama's song was co-written by Dardust, who is a songwriter who crops up quite a bit in the selection tonight. We'll be hearing from him a little later. He co-wrote Mahmood's song in 2019. And Mahmood himself co-wrote the next song we're going to hear, which is called Chiamimi per nome, Call me by my name, by Francesca Michelin and Fedez. Chiamami per nome
1: Solo quando avrò perso le parole So che in fondo ci ha stupiti finire qui da soli In questo posto ma se vuoi non mi trovi Chiamami per nome Came uh, from is a bit of a grower for me, and I don't know why we don't get this sort of pop performance in the uk actually because a man and a woman sharing the limelight both sort of with their part to play and story to tell in the song that said i do think francesca does steal the show a little bit i think she looks stunning and her vocal is stunning as i said it doesn't have the instant appeal and that sort of recall of the melody that i think is quite important for eurovision but in a festival like sanremo where you are performing in, in the festival time and time again your song is you get to know songs better. So it benefited from that because once you've heard this a few times, really can like it and get under the skin of it. So I felt like that really benefited it. Yeah, and so it came second. That was it it, it was first overall where they drew the line for the super final. But then when it came to the super final, was second and Warner's can pick them. Interesting point there.
0: Francesca, we know because uh, she represented Italy in twenty sixteen with no degree of separation. She's an example of somebody who didn't win Sanremo but got to go to Eurovision because the winner Stadio declined to go, so Rai selected Francesca. Um, Fedez, who's singing with her, is a singer, a rapper, and an activist, um, and has a very pleasing amount of tattoos.
1: <laughs> pleasing, <laughs>
0: yeah, please very pleasing. Um, this something really nice about this I think there is that kind of momentum that's building um, it, it's a really lovely song interestingly in one of the earlier performances during the week they were kind of bound together by some you know something a literal piece of fabric tying them together the way they performed and that wasn't there in the final she was in a stunning she looked gorgeous. turquoise dress with pearl beading and he was in a very natty little Hawaiian design jacket I thought it was uh, very appealing and um, yeah, I mean Francesca herself, as I said, it's a it's a love song imbued with hopes, dreams, and anger, um, and it's about the moments in which, during difficult times, people only want to be called by their own name. So, the kind of soothing quality to it. I think it was a song that built. I mean, it went on to be a massive hit um, in the Italian charts, and I think that is the the momentum of Sanremo mm-hmm. and how it generates these songs that are big commercial successes. Francesca is an artist we've heard before and one of the super finalists. The next song is also by an artist that's been to Eurovision and also one of the three super finalists. It's Ermal Meta with un milione di cose a dirti. A million things to tell you.
1: Avrà il mio cuore suonare Per i tuoi occhi a fanale Ce li faremo bastare Ce li faremo bastare What are your thoughts here? I like this.
0: Elmo Meta is an Albanian singer songwriter. He's returning to Sanremo after three years um, after winning with uh, the singer Fabrizio Moro with the song Non Mi Aveto Fatto Niente, which went on to finish fifth at Eurovision. I think a bit of a surprise. I don't think people expected Mm. it to do that well um, that year. But I love this, it's beautiful. It's a languid Italian ballad. It's got beautiful lyrics, beautiful orchestration. And that's the thing about San Remo because they've still got the orchestra. My God, the orchestra brings some of these songs alive. I'm not advocating for it coming back in Eurovision. Way too complicated. But in San Remo, it just works. Beautifully well, even on a song like Moniskin, the violins—oh, so good! God, the strings just enhance the song. You wouldn't necessarily put those two songs together, but this, I think, you know, you really notice the orchestra in a song like this. I think it's. I think it's, it's a love song, but I think it's one of unrequited love. I think all these thoughts are there, but he's unable to act on it. You know, the, the lyrics are, you know, I've got a million things to tell you, but I don't say anything. And it's almost as if, you know, I'm kind of, I'm in love with this person, but I haven't quite got the words to tell them. Um I mean, it's lovely. The lyrics and that, I'm your journey, you're my station. Uh, You become more beautiful with every breath and you extend my life unknowingly. So again, I think it's that thing of, you know, it's it's expressing love for somebody that doesn't know that you're in love with them.
1: I I got something a little bit different. I got it was more maybe something about speaking up and maybe there was like mental health and dealing with mental health messaging here as well. Like... Yeah, the confidence to reach out when you need help. Ah, okay. Some of that yeah. can be read in that way as well. But yeah, it's beautiful. It's it's really nice storytelling. I think this is this is where the professional side of performing comes in because he is so professional. He just it's effortless. Um, not it's not really my kind of song. You know, I, I don't dislike it. It's okay, but my God, I can just watch him and just. Sh- just be taken on this journey. He's just so professional, I think is the word. He can deal with these heavy songs, this heavy subject matter so well because he just you just believe it. You know, you believe that he's either been through it or understands what he's singing about. And I really appreciate that. I think um yeah, not my kind of song though, I've got to say, but I do I I can stop and watch him. I wondered if part
0: of his success this year was based on people knowing him as a previous winner. But actually, I think the quality of the performance is absolutely there. I mean, as you say, you know, really, really professionally delivered. Um, And that makes such a difference when you're watching somebody with stagecraft and presence and gravitas, um, who can really, really deliver the emotion and the feeling of a song. And... That's all there in this song and performance.
1: So song number four then is Amare, which is love, by La Representante de Lista. Monty, now this surprised a few folks at Second Cherry when we when we were choosing our songs. Explain. What do you think?
0: Well, this is one of those songs that's co-written by Dardust, um, and the band have been around since twenty eleven. There's something lovely about this. Um, it's a song. This themes about thinking you're not worth much, but you're having big dreams, um, and. There's just a real joy to the performance. I feel so uplifted when I hear this song, but there's a fragility to it that's there as well. And I think that the the lead singer really conveys that. There's looks into the camera that are quite sort of vulnerable, um, but also quite hopeful at the same time. Um, And there's some gorgeously cut camera angles where she's being filmed by sort of two cameras side by side and it's cutting from one shot. ...to the next shot... ...which is almost the same... ...but just slightly... Um, ...slightly differently framed... ...the final performance of this... ...had her on stage... ...in an enormous white dress... Um, ...I mean it was like... ...covering virtually half the stage... ...it was so huge... You know, ...it looked like an enormous... ...wedding dress... ...it wasn't my favourite look... ...earlier in the festival... She was performing in pink and I thought it had a bit more energy because she was able to move around the stage. The white dress made her quite static mm. on stage and that was a bit of a shame. I think for her interaction with the camera in the early shots, she was moving around and, you know, really engaging with the camera as it spun around her. Um, and I thought it had so much better energy. Um, it's quite funny because at the end she doesn't quite know what to do and the band are going off and she's kind of just stood there because she can't move <laughs> this dress is so huge okay bye Then bye. they remember that you know they have to help her off and so, you know the, the camera cuts to a long shot but you can still see you know her skirt's being gathered up to enable it to her to teeter off and Amadeus is like ah, let's just go to a commercial break <laughs> but they don't cut away quite in time to see her you know moving off the side of the stage but, you know, this is the other song. This is, on a personal level, this is my song of the entire national final season. Wow. Okay. I love it so, so much.
1: Well, it came 11th. So, I suppose in the sea of songs that you get at so remember that's good. But um, there is, I'm sorry, there is so much crammed into this song. And I mean in a really good way. Musically, there's light and shade. And then there's these... Sort of moments of tenderness, but then there's sort of like these manic moments where she sort of outbursts and cries, and all, all sort of controlled. Just kind of that weird sort of like contrast within the same song, all wrapped up in this kind of really quite unconventional. I mean, she's pretty, but you know, she's not your conventional pop star. Uh, Veronica, her name is v- Veronica Lucchesi. She's the uh, the person singing. They're a duo. The group. This is one of the songs that really shone when we were when we put it on the big screen and we were choosing cherry and um yeah i i feel like this this is one i think a lot of people might have been sleeping on yeah the national final because there are so many songs and there's so many big sort of well known stars but yeah really really good song i'm i'm glad we do this podcast so we can then have these moments of ah i forgot how good that song was
0: absolutely Our next song is by Annalisa and it's called Dieci or Ten.
1: well i think it's a sort of drama the italian musical drama at its best the the phrasing the way the song has been constructed it's really quite italian that sort of uh lots of lyrics quite that talky sort of um vibe going on she doesn't put a foot wrong vocally she absolutely nails it again another professional i think she knows her craft and she just looks stunning. And I just, you know, she came seventh of this. This came seventh. And I was a little bit disappointed. I thought it might have been up there in the top three. This is a beautiful song.
0: There's something about this. And there's something about the quality of how songs work at San Remo. Which just stands out a mile. There's, there is there is like an effortlessness to it. All she does is stand there and sing it. And it's all it needs. The vocals are incredible. Annalisa has been in San Remo now five times um, since 2013. And it really feels as though she's kind of bubbling under for a yeah. win. I wouldn't be surprised to see her um, at Eurovision before much longer. Whether she wins in her own right or whether you know she's somebody that they select because somebody turns it down it's just gorgeous the, the melody in the chorus is beautiful on this you just get yourself lost in it completely um, it's a it's the really nice sentiment as well she said it's um it's a, a declaration of my love for music um, it's a story of this love that doesn't want to end. So it clings to the last times, which are never the last. Um, at the same time, there's obviously everything I feel in this moment, the determination, the desire not to give up, um, to start over, and also the decide to share my music with people, which I've been doing for 10 years, hence the 10. Uh, okay. Yeah, just stunning. Absolutely stunning.
1: Now, Monty, before, that's our songs, but we do want to just have a special mention and you do, especially because this song, another one, we think people have been sleeping on. We're not going to play it, but just tell us about Noemi. This this was another stunning song.
0: Noemi, I feel, is in the same similar vein to Annalisa. She's a, an artist who's been to San Remo a lot over the past um, decade or so. And there's something of the quality of the song and the quality of her as a performer that's very similar. Her song Lichina, which means Wisteria, is just a beautiful, beautiful um, uh, song about a relationship that's broken up. But there's a couple of others I just want to give an honorary mention to as well because there is so much in this final. 26 songs, but gosh, the quality was so high. Um, We've also got... um, Uh, A great song by um, the rapper Phasma called Palami. uh, And he was in the newcomers last year. So again, you know, from newcomer to the main draw, I think we're going to see a a little bit more of him. And there was a song called Vosse by Madame. Again, co-written by Dardust. Absolutely, you know, through this national final like a stick of rock. Um, And it, it was there was a moment... In the sequencing, where we had the performance by Achille Lara with the roses and the pierced chest, and then we had um, Madame singing this incredible song, and then we went into Amare by La Representante Tallista, and I think Moniskin were before that, you know, delivering that incredible performance of what the song that went on doing. It was just a passage of you know, 20 minutes of Italian Perfection. TV that was just stunning. It stood out a mile for the quality of it. So, I'm sorry that we haven't mentioned, you know, all of the favourites in this. And yes, I know there's a song called Musica Leggerissima by Colapesce and Di Martino which went on to be a big hit which everybody loves. I didn't like it that much. That's why it's not in. <laughs> we just had to have five songs and there are so many more we could have picked. Such a great quality from Italy this year. Grazie mille. And my gosh, I look forward to what we get next year.
1: But Monty, before we reveal the song, there's this. Matt and Monty's good thing of the week. That is good. It's good.
0: Oh, that's good, that is.
1: Yes, you know what this is now. It is the good thing of the week that is good. And just to spread a little bit of joy in a world full of weird, crazy Crap, basically. Monty, tell us what the big news is this week. Oh my
0: God! (laughs) ABBA are back!
1: (laughs) It could only be one thing
0: this week. We're recording this on Wednesday the 1st of September. There's an enormous announcement being trailed for Thursday the 2nd. So you will know what this is by the time you hear this. We don't quite know, but we know the rumours are of ABBA releasing new music. Doing a hologram tour with avatars, <laughs> which may be the the premiere in East London, not a stone's throw from where I live, so that's very exciting. But yeah, we don't know. There's lots of rumours. There could be an album. You know, there could be this. There could be that. We just don't quite know. By the time you're listening to this, we might have heard new music from ABBA for the first time in 39 years the world has gone Mm. crazy ABBA our good thing of the week that is good I hope by next week it really is good I hope it's been worth the 39 (laughs) yeah wait Matt Matt and Monty's Monty's good thing thing of of the week week. that is good it's good oh that's good that is
1: so Monty bring us home what is our Italian cherry this year The Italian Cherry this year, oh my God, I'm so
0: excited about this. I cannot believe that we are announcing this song as the Italian Cherry because I absolutely flipping love it. It's Amare by La Representante di Lista.
1: Yeah. So that's the song. I think we were all a bit surprised when we played it because it might have been on our playlists or, you know, we might have known known about it. But it's not until you sort of look at it, I don't know, with a different eye. I don't know what it is. We put it on the big screen and it just works so, so well. And I, I feel like people were sleeping on it and I feel like people are going to really appreciate it. On the night in second cherry in our live final i think this is going to do well i hope so and i think this is one of the joys of doing second cherry that
0: we can bring songs to people that they might have overlooked or might not have remembered the first time around this was absolutely there for me from the very beginning and i was championing this for second cherry, but i didn't know if the team would go for it i have to say if i'm honest had we got a different performance from irama where the song built and you know we got to see more than just a rehearsal it would have been a close call I think mm. but because we didn't La Representante de Lista is in and oh my god I mean I'm you know I'm neutral when it comes to Second Cherry I you know I cannot I cannot sway the winner we select the songs it's not about what we like it's about what our listeners vote for and what people vote for on the night and what wins wins but I cannot be neutral about this I just love it so
1: much on a personal level <laughs> so there you are that's our Italian cherry you tell us whether you think we were right or wrong um, you can contact us on twitter at second cherry instagram second underscore cherry facebook second cherry podcast and you can also email us if you don't know already at hello at second cherry that's hello at second cherry Next week we're in a different country, should we tell them, Monty? Well, I think if anyone's been following the national
0: finals, it's probably easy enough to work out that next week we will be in Sweden. Sweden. Nah, yes. What will be the final song that will complete our 2021 lineup? You'll find out from us next week. See you later. Bye. Bye. <laughs>